0: Hey, everybody. What is up? Hope you are enjoying your Saturday morning because, of course, this will hit Saturday morning, the 23rd of July, 2022. The Conquistador Dave Height and I, the maestro Kevin Crane, are getting ready to go check out Kansas Live, woohoo! which we will have a full review of for you next week. Yes,
1: it's at a fair. Don't judge us. Don't judge us. We rock where we can, people.
0: That being said, the Weekend Edition, of course, as always, starts off with music. And we have another concert review for you because it is the summertime. It is full-blown concert season. So, of course, most of these weeks here, going into August, we will have a concert review for you. The Sonic Slam at Pierre's in Fort Wayne, Indiana, featuring Faster Pussycat, L.A. Guns, and the Tom Kiefer band, of course, Tom Kiefer.
1: From the, Cinderella. The lead singer of Cinderella, of course. Ugh. You know, we get in there, and everybody always wants to be center stage. They're sardined in from the rail all the way back. We get in there 25 minutes before shows start. We go to stage right and mrs c gets right up on the rail we're right behind her yeah we're off to the side but so what everybody comes over and performs to that side as well it's great and mrs c wound up getting a guitar pick from faster pussycat and just missed getting the trifecta from the other two bands
0: Yeah, sometimes it's a little bit tricky to see the drummer, but you get a great, great view of everybody else. The front line guys, the bass player, lead guitarist, and of course the lead singer. We did this before with Mammoth, WVH, and Dirty Honey, and it worked out perfectly. So we figured, why not do it again? And again, it worked out extremely well.
1: Yep. So So happy with that. That's a nice little venue.
0: Yep, they have a couple good shows every year, um, standing room only, yep. unless you want to really shell out the big bucks, and then you go to an upper level.
1: Yeah, way, in the a way back, but, but...
0: but yeah, it's, it's really, really good if you're willing to stand. Um, of course, after four hours, I had to take a break and move to the back, mm-hmm. and that's when... Tom Kiefer decided to film everybody and his yep. hot, <laughs> hot blonde backup singer came right up to
1: over to to our side. Yeah. She was pretty. Yep. Yeah. And I'm sitting in the back on God fucking damn it. Every time. Yep. So they posted the show and on the side as they go, there's Mrs. C right at the rail and me right behind her. Yep. Our, our little moment of glory. Yep. But overall, Faster Pussycat,
0: much better than I expected. Much, much better. I
1: had no expectations for them and was very pleasantly surprised. Yes. Very enjoyable. Very
0: solid show. Very, very solid show from them. Um, then you move on to LA Guns. Again, another solid show from the Guns. They got almost yep. an hour. Faster Pussycat got about 50 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, L.A. Guns, uh, again, a very interesting, eclectic mix of guys in that band.
1: Yeah, that that's one way to put it.
0: Because I told you, I was completely fooled. I did not realize Tracy Guns was Tracy Guns.
1: <laughs> See, I knew when they came out who he was. But, but you thought it was the I, bass player.
0: Yeah, because I was looking at the, the older guy. The bass player looked like he was Methuselah. I mean, he looked like he he was about ninety years old. He looked like he was ninety years old, David. You did not. God damn, he looked like
1: a mummy who had just stripped off his wrap. It was the freaking big old (laughs) wide lens sunglasses he was wearing that made him look that damn old. Oh, come on! the
0: The guitar player, the rhythm guitarist that he was playing with the whole night on our side of the stage, looked like he was about seventy years younger than him. (laughs) Don't tell me you didn't see that.
1: But I knew it wasn't Tracy.
0: <laughs> he was on the other side. Tracy, the guy we talked about who had issues a couple weeks ago with Heat out on the West Coast and actually performed a show in the bathroom of the venue yeah. with a video camera. I'm looking over at him and I'm like, that dude looks like he just came off an assembly line at Ford Motor. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't look like Tracy Guns, the legend, the West Coast heavy metal '80s
1: legend. But it was, yes, it was. Damn, if he didn't, he can still play the damn guitar.
0: Brought out the uh, the violin. Yep. At one point, the the
1: the bow, the bow. Yep. Playing that, and yep.
0: And then, of course, they ripped into the beginning of Hell's Bells.
1: Yeah, which
0: was awesome. I was hoping for a full full rendition. That would have been spectacular. But they just did the uh but just the musical intro was, intro. it was all right. But
1: of course, both
0: Faster Pussycat and like and LA Guns both hit all the, the songs you expected them to.
1: Yeah. And that's what we were hoping for. That's what we got. They sounded good. Yep. It, it was not a disappointment, like Bon Jovi
0: was. And then of course we move on to the Tom Kiefer band.
1: This this is the reason we went, to right. see Tom
0: Kiefer. We're both huge Cinderella fans. Um, we've seen them a couple times in the past. The full band, yeah. of course, they are no longer in existence. Jeff Labar has passed away, but there were internal issues. There was contract issues with the record company. Yeah, it's, it's amazing to me Stuff. That some of those bands from the 80s, Cinderella only had four albums. Skid Row only had three studio albums.
1: Yeah. Uh, th- those bands live on through us. They do. Yeah, it? And Cinderella got better with every album they put out.
0: So luckily, Tom Kiefer did not disappoint. 14 songs, 10 of which were classic Cinderella tunes.
1: Yes. We, we, got, we
0: still nitpicked a little bit on the way we, home. We because, did,
1: because there, there there was one song that was enjoyable, but he could have left off and put on something else that would have been better.
0: When we were driving home on Hair Nation, we heard The More Things Change.
1: Yes. And uh, we
0: wanted that one, and we didn't get that, but that's fine. That's Other, okay. he, he still gave us Falling Apart at the seams, which I wasn't expecting. Love that one. Yep. Uh, great rendition of somebody Save me you could feel you could feel that was song five in the set you could feel the energy in the crowd amp up just when he he started ripping into that
1: yeah that was that was the one where
0: everybody started singing everybody started because they had technical issues early on
1: yeah so night songs wasn't as crisp and sharp as it could have right
0: second song in they did not have tom keifer's guitar plugged in properly so he's playing a solo nobody can hear it yeah
1: and he was not a happy camper at that point no no but you could tell as they got it corrected he started having some fun because the crowd was into it and he was feeding off of it big time
0: yep and once you got past solid ground off his first solo album yeah that was it, that was it. Everything else after that was Cinderella's Greatest Hits.
1: Yep. Starting, as you mentioned, Falling Apart at the Seams, Last Mile. Don't know what you got till it's gone. That that could have easily been... You knew it was coming, though. We, I know, but you could have put the other one in there in its place. But he, you know he's going to play that. Yeah. He's
0: gonna, he, you know it was coming. You just have to deal with it.
1: Yep. And then you got Shake Me shelter me one of my favorites and then closing out with gypsy road
0: yep great 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 awesome, show all around. awesome set and i don't i don't know why but i just was so into this show all the way through i think it, it, i'll give faster pussycat a lot of credit for this for setting the tone for the night and not coming out and laying a turd which could have really ruined the whole thing they came out full they... force, a ton of energy, great song, sounded good. Then LA Guns followed them, same way. And then Kiefer yeah. came through sounding really good. Not perfect, but really good.
1: Yeah, I I was I couldn't have been happier with Kiefer's vocals. I mean, we all know the issues he's had through the years. Yep. But he was solid. And the my God, he did not leave anything on the table. No,
0: at one point. Well, two points. Didn't he just get he on just the ground screaming,
1: screaming, and, and we're I'm sitting like, there going, oh, oh my God, God. he's going to blow
0: his voice. He's going to blow his vocal cords out again. Yep. Nope. That's I, bad. I, I have to give this three and a half frenzies. That's how much Overall, fun
1: I had. Yeah. It was a phenomenal night from start to finish. There was nothing disappointing. Again, technical glitches. notwithstanding, Right. Overlooking that. Everybody was just spot on, freaking awesome. And by the way, if you guys ever go to a concert like this,
0: a more intimate venue where it's standing room only, a couple thousand people, borrow your neighbor's eight-year-old kid. Because <laughs> they will get everything. There was a guy who brought his young daughter, it had to be eight or nine, right? Yeah. Maybe 10 at the most. At most. And they gave her a
1: set list. She got every guitar pick from every band. I think she got one of the drumsticks. Yeah, it was was sickening.
0: I'm not telling you to go out and have a kid just for this, but borrow your neighbor's kid if you have to. Take
1: your niece or nephew. There you go.
0: There you go. Great, great show. If you get a chance, Check out the Sonic Slam tour if they come by you.
1: Yes. Very good. Very entertaining.
0: And this is coming from a couple guys who we got disappointed twice from Tom Kiefer. Once because of COVID and once because he did actually shoot his vocal cords out and had to it, was,
1: he, it, it was wasn't to blown perform. vocal cords. He's had the polyps on there. Right and then he had at one point and i think when we were supposed to see him with Steven Piercy from Rat Kiefer had uh like an inflamed esophagus or something that he couldn't sing so yeah.
0: and of course that one was very bitter for us because we drove all <sighs> the way down to the venue and they only told told us
1: through email about two hours before the show. It w- yeah, we f- they sent the email 15 minutes after we left because right. we had to leave to get there. Yep. And you didn't have the phone that was hooked up to the email.
0: Right. Yeah, we actually found out from somebody while we were eating dinner across the street before the show, saw the concert shirts we were wearing, and they said, oh, you guys were supposed to go see the Kiefer-Piercy show tonight, huh? And we were like what do you mean supposed to
1: (laughs) and said yeah we just made they we had a two-hour drive they had an hour and a half and they had gotten it through their phone halfway there where they saw it and they decided to just come down and had dinner and yeah it Yeah. it was a bitter bitter night
0: yeah so even though dave and i had seen cinderella a couple times previously We got hosed with Kiefer a couple times, but now this was a bit of redemption. A bit of redemption. Yes. All right, time to move on to album and song reviews, of course. Let's let's do the
1: songs first, Uh shall we?
0: Uh Uh-oh, Dave's got an agenda. Okay, sure. No, I
1: just thought it's, we just did the concerts. Now let's ease into the album. All right, you pick the song. So let us begin with skid Row's tear it down this is the second song off the album
0: the gang's all here so coming out in october
1: yes so the first one i was kind of lukewarm on wasn't that into felt the singer was a little too generic this one i got into a little bit more it it rocked out a little bit more and he seems to be finding his way with the band. I kind of like this one a little bit better.
0: Yeah, I was kind of worried this week that we were going to have the same issues we had last week where I ended up liking everything a lot more than you. <laughs> um because last week of course Collective Soul and uh oh what what else Kings X of yeah. course yeah. So I was like, "Oh god, here we go again. I'm really liking the Skid Row song, and Dave's probably going to hate it. No, so I, I again. enjoyed this
1: one. So I,
0: and again, these bands, Skid Row, Warrant, whoever you want to pick, Queensryche, they pick the vocalists who are closest to their former vocalists. Whether it's Jeff Tate, you know, whether it's Jack Russell, Sebastian. in this case, Sebastian Bach, and this guy this on this song sounds a lot more this guy like Sebastian
1: Bach. B- Better on Tear It Down.
0: This sounded a lot more like old school early 90s Skid Row. Yes. And I did enjoy it a lot. I this, really did. This enjoyed was it. a
1: fun tune. But to I liked listen to
0: the title track a lot yeah. more than you, too. So I am very encouraged by what I'm hearing so far.
1: Yeah. So I'm really hopeful that this is going to be a solid album when it comes out.
0: Yep. But of course, that's a couple months away. As far as the second release, tear it down i give it a strong three frenzy exactly on
1: the money from me as well yep yep tear it, it down. down yeah i loved it oh so good what's next all right let's 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 go into the cult with give me mercy off the under the midnight sun album that would be coming out later this year this one I listened to it several times. The first time I really wasn't a big fan of it. It just didn't jibe that well. It was it just didn't feel like the cult. But the more I listened to it, the more I liked it. Still not over the moon, but I could listen to it.
0: Dave, you can't be over the moon. It's under the midnight sun.
1: <laughs> it's way under. Well, yeah, there you go. Do you like so, how I did that. I, I do. thought that was very That was very on clever. Yeah. <laughs> very um, clever. And of
0: course, the cult is They're your one band. of my They're, favorite bands. And we still bands.
1: need to get out and they see them. They are my for you. bucket list band yes. yet yes. out there. I
0: keep an eye out. I will I'll let you know anytime we have a shot at going to see them because, of course, You have been more than accommodating to see some of my bands. Of course, that's another thing we got to talk about down the road, too, is that we are going to see Stone Temple Pilots. Yes, we are. Just announced here locally, so that'll be coming up in September. That will be coming up. But back to the cult. Back to the cult. Give me mercy. Um, I liked the guitar riff. I thought the guitar riff was catchy. (sighs) I have to admit though, I think they seem like the cult seemed like Billy Duffy, um, Indian Asbury seem like they've lost a little bit of that punch. Yeah, that, they that,
1: didn't have the
0: edge. It seemed a
1: little and lazy, that a little Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's why I was turned off of it initially, and it still didn't hit home, but I could have listened to it. Yeah. But it's still and one of the
0: worst things that and if this... Spotify does when at least for me when I listen to a song like this they'll play at least one or two songs afterwards from the same band. Yeah. And then you hear what Firewoman or you hear you know one of the songs Love off Remover. of Love Right yet you're like it doesn't Love. have the same energy. It exactly. sounds like the cult has aged to the point where they don't have that touch, that, that, that kick, that drive anymore.
1: Yeah, that's so what I, worries me.
0: So I feel bad. I can only give this right now two frenzies.
1: It's where I'm at with it. Yeah. Even though I could listen to it, it's still for the cult. It's only two because it is so below what I expect from them.
0: Yeah. And I remember having issues with their last album, too. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now when they came back they took a long hiatus and when they came back and did Beyond Good and Evil that album kicked ass. But now that again we're back. going back 20 years. I know that's because it's it's been very sporadic how they've put out music. Yeah, they're very huge
1: gaps between albums.
0: Yeah. I'd love to see them get Matt Sorum back and really get that classic cult lineup back together. The three of them, the trio, would be
1: fantastic.
0: Maybe he would, you know, give give them that fire that they need.
1: Yep. We could only hope. All right, third song: "Pointing at the Moon," David Lee Roth's latest single. And Dave, when he came over
0: tonight to record, as we are doing this on the 20th of July, I was looking up the lyrics for this song. I had listened to it probably half a dozen times. And I was trying to figure out what the hell he's talking about. Because at the beginning, the the first couple lines, it sounds like he's going down the road of paying tribute to Eddie Van Halen. And then it goes in a completely different tangent, and he sounds really bitter and mean and nasty to somebody. Yeah, he he's mad at somebody in this song, even though it's an acoustic song. And I loved the guitar. I did love the guitar. Was great. Reminded me of one of his classic songs off Skyscraper, damn good. Another one where he dialed down the tempo.
1: Yeah, and just kind of it almost felt like a lounge act type vibe
0: but the lyrics are so interesting they I'm not saying they're great they're, no, interesting. they're interesting there are interesting. lines there are lines in that like, song that are great that are classic, especially at the end where he basically I'm gonna paraphrase here but he says the words that we don't say, the angry words we don't say, are the shit that we end up singing, or something like that. Yeah. Just a very interesting turn of the phrase. Um, and then he's sounding all bitter again about, you know, you do business here too. What does that make you?
1: Yeah. I, uh, what, what? I would are you love doing? to
0: know what he was thinking when he wrote this song. So, that being said, it's it feels. A little bit unfinished. it feels a little bit unfocused. I did think it's a little more interesting than the cult, so I'll give it two and a half
1: instance. That's about all I could give it as well. yeah, it's, yeah it was just eh. it's it, interesting It's interesting, but it's hard to figure out right. what the hell's going on
0: right. And that's David Lee Roth for you. yeah <laughs> interesting, hard to figure out. All right, that leads us to our album review. The new album from Journey. Freedom.
1: Freedom. 15 songs, an hour and 13 minutes. It's a little long. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a little long, and it's very schizophrenic. Um, even it for is. Journey. Journey, <clears throat> you expect one of those bands that's going to be Let me say dependable. That could be a good thing or a bad thing, depending on if we're talking
1: about up-tempo or ballads. Right. This, this I don't think we could say was dependable at all, because it was just kind of all over. Yeah. Now, here's
0: what I'll say. And again, I predicted I would like this more than you. But I still am very, very hesitant to recommend it, because... Again, it's very schizophrenic. It goes good, bad, good, bad, good, bad for a while and then you get a, a really run. interesting middle run starting with the way the way we used to be, which we reviewed a year ago. Right. When it was first released the first single, the way we used to be was released I think back in June of 2021. Which, to me, still holds up as probably one of the best songs on the album. Yes,
1: that is one of the best songs on there, along with the next one, Come Away With Me. Exactly. Exactly. I completely agree with you. Come Away With Me. (laughs) Then,
0: if you take Afterglow out... That is the worst song on the album.
1: Absolutely horrible.
0: I wouldn't say it's the worst. I'd say it's second worst.
1: (laughs) Well, your your worst is probably my second worst. If you take that out...
0: And you go from the way we used to be, come away with me, and then get into. I know you're not a big fan of Let It Rain, but at least it's a different, <laughs> messy rocking song. It
1: is. And then you
0: get holding on kind of the same thing all holdin day and on, all listen. night, and then even into Don't Go. That run from track six to track 12 is pretty solid. Again, taking out the dumpster fire that is Afterglow.
1: Yeah don't go i'm a little more of a eh,
0: well odd. no, that's but, the weakest of the group but yeah. at least it's still journey trying to put a journey song out there yeah
1: and then they should have just ended with don't go
0: yeah because the last three songs are not good no not good no at all. not good at maybe all. united we stand is tolerable no not really but yeah the last song seven over seven minutes Beautiful as you are, is just oh yeah, that's kind of painful to deal with.
1: Yeah. And the lyrics,
0: the one thing Journey has never been known for are great lyrics.
1: But this was this was bad even for them.
0: Yeah. Then of course we jump back to the beginning. And again, that was the beginning's hit and miss.
1: I know. Together we run should not have been the opener. That's another what I call a
0: standard journey song. It is.
1: But it should have been down. I would have swamped it out with, you got the best of me. You got the best of me should have been the opening song. And then move together, we run down to there. And then
0: Don't Give Up On Us is pretty good. Yeah. But then Still
1: Believe In Love. It was meh.
0: Again, we're, we're dealing with a band that did open arms, which is my worst (laughs) song ever recorded next to Debbie Boone's You Light Up My Life. (laughs) You Light Up My Life, worst song ever, Open Arms, second. And then we get to Live to Love Again, uh, track five on this, could be my third worst song ever. I completely agree. And you know why? You know why? Because I predicted this as I listened to the album. I got the booklet right here. Dave will attest to it.
1: Yep, I'm I have it in my hands right now. I looked
0: I did not look at the, the the booklet. I did not look to see who wrote the songs. When I heard Live to Love Again, I said, that's gotta be a fucking Jonathan Kane solo song. He Boom. wrote that song
1: Jonathan because Cain. Jonathan
0: Cain is such a wussy songwriter. And I said, This has gotta be a Kane only song. Yep, and it is. Ugh. You get Neil Sean involved. He's going to try to rock things up as much to as he can. Boost the tempo. But Jonathan Kane is got to be the biggest snowflake songwriter ever.
1: Yeah. And not, the minute not good. I
0: heard this dreck, this awful, awful dreck live to love again, I was like, got to be Jonathan Kane. Yeah. Got to be Jonathan Kane. Yeah. Now, see, now this is where Dave and I will differ on the overall reveal. Is it as bad as I have ripped on Afterglow and lived to love again and did not like Still Believe in Love? Or the it, last three? I think the rest of the album is good enough to give it a week, two and a
1: half frenzies. That's where I had it. Okay. A week, two and a because half. Because
0: a lot of this stuff is pretty good, Journey.
1: Yeah. A it, lot it, of it is. It is. You could have taken out one, two, yes, three, again, four, or five. You could have taken six songs off of here. Still would have at been. Had a solid nine song still album. Still would have been a full length album. At nine. It would have been a three.
0: And it would have been a lot A tighter, solid three. A lot tighter and a lot better. Yes. Yes. And we've talked about this in the past on other albums.
1: Yep. Or you have you have to take them down because of what they put out
0: but there are so many good songs on this as opposed to so many bad songs. Yeah. That, again, I agree completely with Dave. If we could have judiciously edited the album down
1: by four or five songs... Again, like we always say on the sports segment, we should run all sports. Musically, we should edit every album. Yep, because journey bragged about this being a
0: double album mm. why don't brag up make it a don't. good solid great single album
1: yeah knock it down
0: that. to 10 songs it would have been like dave said at least a three frenzies maybe even three and a half depending it would have
1: been think. a borderline right because yeah.
0: there are a lot of good songs on this album there are but the way it is constructed sequenced two and a half frenzies there you go kids next week we will review the new altar bridge (laughs) yes Yes! pawns and kings the title track from the upcoming album of the same name we will also review black paisley's not alone
1: something that popped up after uh, one of our
0: music reviews and a band that i have been wanting to listen to for a while Full album review of Devil's Train, Ashes and Bones next week for you. And, of
1: course, a review of Kansas Live. Yep. So, stay tuned. Next segment coming up.
0: She walked into my office just as I was reaching for the bottle in my bottom desk drawer. Legs till Tuesday, lips like pillows. I want to hire you, she said, to find Sports Frenzy 2.0. "Doll," I said, that would be the easiest case ever. Sports Frenzy 2.0 is on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Apple, everywhere you listen to podcasts. She nodded to herself, sat down and smiled. I grabbed two glasses. Life was good. And so is Sports Frenzy 2.0.
1: Hey, kids. Welcome back. Segment two of the weekend edition of Sports Frenzy 2.0 here, July 23rd, as we record on the 20th. It is time for the movie reviews. From the maestro, Kevin Crane. And the conquistador, Dave Height, And as always, you can find us on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Apple, Overcast, CastBox. Now on Amazon, Audible, and Stitcher!
0: Don't forget to check out the Facebook page, especially for updates on the regular sports frenzy midweek podcast, including football picks,
1: NASCAR picks, baseball picks, anything and everything to do with sports, drop us a line, leave us a message, suggest something for us to listen to or watch. We do take requests, but this week, our focus on movies, House of Gucci, Ridley Scott's epic Very impressive cast,
0: including Al Pacino, Jared Leto, Lady Gaga, Adam Driver, Uh, Salma Hayek is in this. Yep. One of my personal favorite actors, Jack Houston, is in this. So you would think everything would be aligned for this to be an interesting movie
1: yeah that's what you get for thinking, kids.
0: yeah. we tried, we tried again to to delve into the world of serious cinema.
1: and uh, two hours and thirty eight minutes and <sighs> easily thirty eight minutes too damn long. It's well acted. Now, I've seen reviews
0: all over the place for this. People who loved it, people who hated it, people who thought the acting was great, people who thought the acting was terrible. The writing was good. The writing was bad. I will say I thought the acting was very good. I enjoyed the acting. Jared Leto especially. Leto very, was
1: phenomenal.
0: Very even hard to tell it's him Yeah, in the makeup. I thought Lady Gaga was really good. She
1: impressed the hell out of me yep. in this one.
0: Pacino, you're getting Pacino. Adam Driver's solid. He's usually pretty solid. Yep. So it's not the acting, but the thing is It's the it's, script. Well, let me ask you this. It was the pacing was awful. In in terms of a discussion point for this movie, Hollywood once again proves that all they care about are the what they consider the sordid, tawdry tales of the rich and famous.
1: Even when they're
0: not not all that sordid or all that tawdry. Because I really thought that this was a pedestrian story about what happened with the Gucci family.
1: Yeah, it just... uh... There's jealousy.
0: There's backstabbing. Somebody ends up dying. Somebody ends up going to jail. All
1: right. How many...
0: Dozens upon dozens of stories have we seen about this. Again, Hollywood is is so obsessed with showing us commoners, us normal folk, the rich, the the mechanics, the the twists and the turns and the dramas behind the scenes of the rich and famous. I don't care if it's not anything out of
1: the ordinary. I don't care. This this shit could have happened in a trailer park in West Virginia. Honestly, it could have, and I'm sorry, but after the murder, you suddenly cut to the end of a trial. You just, you don't find out anything about the investigation and how they were caught yeah a lot of people complain really about that. A lot of you just drop about- the freaking ball there. you tell everything in the story every little detail point, every little and detail. then you drop the fucking ball there absolutely pathetic ending it was bad i mean the movie was not great but the ending was awful
0: Yeah, and of course we get the obligatory at the end. Every one of the main characters, we get the little line underneath them like Animal House. I always think about about Animal House when they tell you what happened to the main character with a line or two at the end.
1: That was perfect for that. This, that does not compute. That just, no.
0: And again, there is nothing unbelievably shocking, tawdry, No, overwhelmingly uh, uh, perverse or weird going on here. No.
1: It was just a very pedestrian, mediocre telling of the tale. Yeah. And it was too damn long, and they totally dropped the ball for the ending. Yeah. And again, well acted. I'll give them all credit. Yes. All the actors and
0: actresses for at least keeping... Even, oh God, Selma Hayek's role. Jesus, God. What was I the... know, I know, again, it's a, a standard, stereotypical rich person thing.
1: She to consults to consult a, consult a psychic. Oh my God.
0: There's nothing about the story of the Gucci's that jumps out that we haven't already heard or seen before in so many other stories, again, of the rich and famous. Yeah. Again, backstabbing, murder. criminal trials you know people going to jail there's nothing here that stands out and i gotta i gotta point out one more thing that drives me nuts drives me fucking crazy and i know he's from around here and everybody around here loves him adam driver Right. Why is it every movie I see him in now, they act like he's God's gift to women. He is one of the most unattractive men I have ever seen in my life. Yes, they a big act goofball. like goofball. They act like he's fucking Paul Newman, Robert Redford all right. wrapped up in one. Sorry Adam, you're a fine actor. You're not like, a good-looking dude. No, you're Mr. Mediocrity. But they they try to cast him like he is the be-all, end-all when it comes to attracting
1: women. Yeah, that's the problem I had with that uh, medieval movie we reviewed. Yes! Yes, The Last Duel. Yeah, where he was supposed to be God's gift.
0: Exactly. That's what I was thinking of as well as this. All the women in the village thought he was the most stunningly handsome man in the world. You got Ben Affleck and Matt Damon over there. And you're all fawning over Adam Driver, who basically looks like a tall weasel. Yeah, that's. And an I'm app sorry, description. Dave and I are better looking than Adam Driver. You'll have to take my word for it because it's a podcast. Damn, but goddamn it, we're better looking than him. Yet the fact that all these women—now, a lot of it in this movie has to do with the money—they yeah, all because know he's Gucci. Y- they, yeah. But you think at the beginning. You think at the beginning that Lady Gaga's character is seeing past it when he comes Yeah she's there you know to her house asking for her father to forgive him basically for not having a job, not having a future because he's been kicked out by his father, Jeremy Irons. Yeah. Plays one of the matriarchs of the Gucci family. Or patriarchs, I'm sorry.
1: Patriarchs, yes.
0: And then he goes supplicating himself to her family, saying, I love your daughter. I don't have a future. Give me a job. And you're thinking, well, maybe she, even though Jeremy Irons says she's a bloodsucker, she wants your money. Yeah. That's all she's looking for. Obviously not. And it turns out later on, maybe 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 she was.
1: Maybe she played the long game on that one
0: and i'm still not 100% convinced if things had turned out differently
1: i don't think that was her end game no she was trying i think part of was her really she was trying cared. to put him where he needed to be to give him the backbone to take control which doesn't make her
0: a money grubber no but at times you kind of wondered yeah and then at the end you know, when she gets cut out, wife. then she goes, okay, now well, I'm The pissed. jilted wife. Right. Right. And again, Lady Gaga does an unbelievable job. She's really good in this. I did not see A Star is Born, so I don't know. I know she got massive praise for that role. Yeah. But she's really good in this.
1: For sure. Despite the acting, the movie just lacked. I had the discussion with Mrs. C. after we watched it. How did she feel
0: about it? Her rating. female
1: perspective. She gave it one and a half.
0: Wow. Wow. She liked it even less, at least than me. I was going to give it two frenzies.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's a very weak two, almost down to a one and a half. But yeah, she was very critical of it for the pacing. It's just so damn slow. And she hated the way it ended, just going from the murder to basically the end of the trial and telling who got what and the wrap up. She felt that was a complete cop out.
0: Yeah, I will I will give the acting just enough credit to push it up to two. So I'll go two frenzies with that.
1: There we go. Don't rush out to see it. If you got nothing better to do and you want to fall asleep, then maybe give it a shot.
0: And, of course, it is free on Amazon Prime, even though they're not promoting it. Right. Which, again, I found odd. Well,
1: now I know why they're not promoting it No, because
0: it is a movie that made over $50 million at the box office. I don't know
1: why, though. You get...
0: The artsy-fartsy crowds in New York and L.A. that will push a movie like that. Just like last week, my review of Everything Everywhere All at Once. Another one that the art house crowds loved and pushed. And I saw it and I went,
1: "Eh."
0: eh. Honestly, I couldn't tell you what was better between that and House of Gucci. Wow. They're that close in terms of my ratings. There you go, kids. Two completely different movies, but... Both are meh. Yeah. Next week, Dave and I will be reviewing The Gray Man. Yes. As our movie review of the week.
1: Forward from
0: Netflix with Ryan Gosling and Chris Pine. We do not have a book review this week, but I do have some book news. Something that uh, Dave and I and Mrs. C, one of our panelists on Sports Frenzy, discussed. We were talking about last week's big release in the movie theaters, Where the Crawdads Sing. And of course, the news that came out that the author, Delia Owens, is now wanted for questioning in a murder in Africa from the 1990s, a poacher got shot and killed
1: Hmm. supposedly by her stepson. Interesting, since she's the big environmentalist over there trying to study the animals and everything. Very interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, going back a long, long time back to the 90s, but her and her husband are both wanted for questioning because of possibly covering up the stepson killing this poacher. And supposedly no details given other crimes.
1: Yeah, there's... She, she, there's a lot coming out about her and
0: this would not be the first time an author of a big
1: breakout hit has had issues. Trouble. Yeah. And it's very, the reviews of the book are very schizophrenic. Some people absolutely the movie well. all over the book. Oh my God, it's wonderful. It's this, that, and others have picked it apart for the, st- dare we say unbelievable premise of the girl raising herself in the middle of nowhere and all the pros through. Yeah, I, mm, to me, I had no desire to see it at all. No.
0: Well, number one, it's chick flick. Yeah. When when I first we are not when the, I first we are not heard about it, audience, no, we part. are not.
1: But in discussions with my coworkers at the library when it first came out, and we were discussing girl in the back by you wants to find love type thing. Yeah, it just didn't jibe. It it, it kind of felt like. Nell meets Cinderella. <laughs> I don't know. Well,
0: again, not we are not the target audience.
1: No, it's and like
0: it's like asking Oprah to uh, break down a, a the Lucas, NFL. Put a Lucas Davenport novel on her <laughs> book of the month. <laughs> Lucas Davenport and Virgil Flowers. There you go. Here you go, ladies. Ain't gonna happen. Sports frenzy book of the month.
1: Yeah, The not, bloody not, not gonna mess happen.
0: that is the latest Prey novel by John Sanford. Lots of cursing,
1: yep. swearing, sex. Yeah, but I, I've talked to many, many females who did not like Where the Crawdads Sing and do not even want to watch the film.
0: And just remember, all you publishers, Amazon, Oprah, all of you out there, men read books too we like books we can read we are literate so every book doesn't have to be a story about female empowerment
1: or looking back at racism or sexism sometimes we just want a damn good shoot 'em up mystery and david and i will or find even them. a decent historical family saga
0: like a james lee burke novel would be sometimes
1: hmm. hmm
0: now of course dave next week has promised me he has got a review yep of a good old-fashioned detective shoot up yep
1: going back old school
0: yep a book that i just got
1: a hold of i will not be ready for the review yet but i will keep it generic enough for you but yeah this thoroughly enjoy this series and this book is not David disappointing. archer series
0: of course yep the latest book in that is what we're talking about yep so stay
1: tuned for that next week kids a couple weeks down the road we will have a review of james lee burke's latest we will i just picked it up today and as soon as i finish Baldacci's archer novel i will begin on burke and we will be ready to rock and roll
0: yeah, but at my pace, I'll be ready to review it uh, early 2023. <laughs> Just kidding. Of course, I am going to also review review Chrysalis from Lincoln Child here in the next couple months. So,
1: yep, I will have to get a hold of that. The new I'm also Jerry Logan. Yep. Yep, I'm looking forward to uh Nelson DeMille's latest John Corey as well that I've been dying to get to. So, we got we got some books coming up, kids.
0: Yep. But next segment is, of course, TV and streaming. I've got a couple of reviews of season finales for you. And then we got the vampires from last week, moments of silence. And then, of course, our Red Foreman dumbasses of the week. So hang out, stay tuned. One last segment coming here on the weekend edition with Dave and Kev. Hello this is will smith you might know me as the original fresh prince of bel-air you might also know me from bad boys one bad boys two and bad boys for life and now you must also know me as an academy award-winning actor for king richard also by now you know there are two things i do not like people talking about in my presence Namely, my open marriage and my wife's lack of hair. Well, now, there is a third thing you do not talk about in front of Will Smith. You do not talk about Sports Frenzy 2.0. My boys Kevin Dave will hitchlap the sports world in Hollywood each and every week on Sports Frenzy 2.0 and the Weekend Edition on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Apple, Overcast, Cashbox, and Stitcher. Just remember, keep Sports Frenzy's name
1: out your damn mouth.
0: All right, kids. Final segment, weekend edition, Sports Frenzy 2.0. This will hit Saturday morning, July the 23rd, 2022, just in time for us to tell you what to watch, what to read, what to listen to on your Saturday evening and all day Sunday. I'm the maestro Kevin Crane. I'm the conquistador Dave We've We've talked about music. We've talked about movies. Now it's time to talk about TV and streaming. I have two shows on Paramount Plus that wrapped up here recently that I need to talk about, and they are two really good shows. First up, the show that Dave knows a lot about because he read the books that the show is based on, CJ Box. The show is Joe Pickett, season one, wrapped up here recently on Paramount+. Plus, I have to say, very impressive. Very, very good show. I do think they dragged... The finale, the climax out a bit too much. It almost seemed like three and a half episodes.
1: Oof, that's not good.
0: I was kind of wondering, well, what what are they going to do? They're going to do eight, nine. How many episodes are involved here? I don't like to look and see how many total episodes. I don't look for spoilers. I don't want to see anything that's going to ruin anything for me. So I just go with the flow. And it looks like after episode seven, I'm like, well, maybe they're only going to go eight. And then after eight, you go, well, they can't go any farther than nine, right? And then nine, they go, okay, they're going to go 10. So they did kind of drag it out a little bit more than I thought they would. I hate when that happens. Now, Joe Pickett's season one is based on the first two books in CJ Box's series.
1: Fine, two, but whatever.
0: Uh, Now, that being said, We talked about great acting last segment in House of Gucci, even though the movie itself wasn't really all that good. Uh, I have to give props to Michael Dorman, who plays Joe Pickett. I thought he, again, without reading the books like you did, I thought Michael Dorman did a fantastic job of sucking me in and liking Joe Pickett. In
1: in the books, Joe Pickett is just an ordinary guy. He's nothing special. Just Mr. Average Joe who goes about his business. Can't shoot a pistol to save his life, but he's hell on wheels with a shotgun. He's not going to overwhelm you. He'll get his ass handed to him and still do his best to do the right thing.
0: Yep, Joe Pickett is a game warden in Wyoming. and Honest
1: the one, as the day is long. Yeah, and
0: the one thing I'll say is that it seems like in season one of the show, and you can back me up if the books are the same way, outside of his family, just his wife and his kids, not even talking about his mother-in-law. Oh, the bitch from hell. Everybody around him is corrupt. Oh, everybody yeah. around him is got an agenda they're evil they're corrupt they will stab somebody in the back for a dollar yeah that about wraps it up and that definitely that vibe definitely comes through in the show um david allen greer stars in it now we talked about it i told you some of the things from the show and you weren't happy because they do the checkbox politically correct thing with some of the characters. Um, But that being said, I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Looking forward to season two, I will give Joe Pickett a strong three frenzies. There you go. Again, if they hadn't dragged out the climax
1: as much as they had, I could have probably gone three and a half. Yeah someday it's it's a book series i would recommend for you if you liked the tv series based on what you told me i think you will absolutely love the books
0: now doing a complete 180 from a game warden in wyoming to federation starship enterprise First season of Star Trek Strange New Worlds wrapped up this past week. Ten episodes. I have been praising the show because of the fact that it stays away from the PC bullshit that the previous Paramount Plus Star Trek shows have, have shown.
1: Picard, Star, Picard in particular.
0: Picard and uh Voyager. You know, they they can't wait. To shove their politically correct agendas down your throat at a moment's notice. Uh, the great thing about Star Trek Strange New Worlds, it's basically going back, patterning itself after the original series. Except you don't have Kirk, you have Pike. Right. Of course, anybody who's watched Star Trek, the original series, knows Christopher Pike meets a very tragic. Not an end, but an accident. Yeah. That incapacitates him. The premise of Star Trek Strange New Worlds is that Pike has found out that he is going to die in 10 years. He knows well, he's not gonna die. He's gonna go through this horrific accident, disfigures him, leaving him incapable of communication. So he, he's going through the first season knowing that his fate is sealed. But he's still leading the Enterprise crew on all these different missions. Again, much more reminiscent of the old show, which I, I loved and appreciated. Now, I will say this. And again, I know Dave's not a Star Trek guy. Probably a lot of you out there are Star I Wars people. I appreciate it. I enjoyed the original series. The season finale last week. A quality of Mercy, episode 10, one of the greatest episodes of any TV show I've ever seen in my life. Literally unbelievable. Because what happens is, no spoilers, what happens is in episode one, he somehow found out about his fate. I think there was some kind of a a Vulcan powder or something that enabled him to see to the future. So in episode 10, A Quality of Mercy, he is visited by his future self because at the beginning of the episode, he Hmm. finds a loophole. He finds a loophole because the whole reason he gets disfigured and horribly scarred and incapacitated for life is he's trying to save a bunch of cadets on a Starfleet mission, a bunch of young teenage cadets. And he ends up meeting one at the beginning of episode 10. And he starts constructing a letter to this kid saying, You do Do not want to, yeah, you do not want to sign up for Starfleet. Find another path in life. And the minute he starts writing this, his future self appears to him. Don't do it. And Pike, current Pike, of course, Anson Mount. I love Anson Mount from Hell on Wheels. Oh, Anson Mount
1: is awesome
0: current answer tells future answer well i guess i'm doing the right thing because obviously i survive if you're sitting here you know 20 30 years older you know i'm not disfigured i'm not incapacitated and it, the guy t- the older version tells him you don't understand the repercussions of your actions and he holds he holds out this box and he says this is a like a klingon crystal a klingon time crystal touch this and you will see what the future holds if you send that 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 message out and so of course he does and he ends up still being in charge of the enterprise years later but then they get into something with the romulans <laughs> and he meets james t kirk who of course is supposed to end up becoming the, the captain, captain of, of the enterprise right So you get all these time conundrums going on and it's very reminiscent of the wrath of Khan in that he has to make decisions that have, that have repercussions involving the lives of the people he cares about the most. So while he selfishly might save himself and the cadets, he's by going down this other path, He risks a lot of other lives by going down this other path and it's just so (laughs) moving and so fantastically written it it was literally again one of the best episodes of television i've seen in a long long time very cool they give you a little bit of a cliffhanger involving something else involving his first officer who is a rebecca romaine plays his first officer and she gets roped into something else at the end so they give you something with something to hook you for the for next season. <clears throat> but now Pike knows. They give you the definitive. Pike knows he <clears throat> cannot alter his future. He is going to have to, to He's go just through this to... face-melting accident coming up in a few years that's going <clears throat> to end him in terms <throat> of his command. There it's you go. just awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Very Star cool. Trek Strange New Worlds. Three and a half frenzies. Great, great first season. Nice. Um, other TV and streaming news. Again, make Dave jealous. Another Paramount Plus. I seem like <clears> I'm shilling <throat> for Paramount Plus.
1: Yeah. What kind of money are they giving you? Five that bucks sharing? a month. That's
0: all it costs me.
1: <clears throat>
0: if they want to start competent. I'm cool with that. August the 4th. I've already reviewed Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe. Now Now the series begins. Older and not much wiser. Cannot wait for Beavis and Butthead the series. The spinoff from the boys coming soon. The college spinoff. The young superheroes, the young supes,
1: will be officially called Gen V. Gen V. Oh my... Let's just, yeah, who am I kidding? It, It's college kids. Of course, there's going to be a lot of debauchery. Yeah, let's hope they don't tone it down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> As we were at What a, kind
1: of keg stand are we going to have?
0: Yeah, we were at a party this past weekend, <clears throat> speaking to some older people, including one of our panel members. Yeah. And uh, we said, no, nah, maybe this <clears throat> boys thing isn't for you. <laughs>
1: Yeah, might I be don't a little too much. think <laughs> you want to go there.
0: Yeah. I reviewed Breeder season three last week. They have renewed it for season four. So I guess I will find out. Time. Yeah. I guess I'll find out what happens with this dysfunctional family over in England. There you go. And then finally, I don't, I don't want to put this in a moment of silence, but this will be a good segue, I guess. Probably not, would not be. a good segue, but a segue. A crew member on the cast or on the uh, the set <sighs> of Law and Order:
1: Organized Crime shot and killed a few days ago. That was. Sad news. He was there early to prevent people from parking as security, just to make sure the street was ready to go for filming to begin. And he was pretty much the victim of, who knows? Was it was a was random, it random? Act? Was yeah. he targeted? Yeah, we haven't heard a lot more
0: other than they did see somebody running away from the scene, but You would think in this day and age, with all the cameras everywhere, especially somewhere like New York City.
1: Yeah, that they would have something on it. But scary stuff, kids. All right, moving on
0: to our moments of silence. Unfortunately, kind of a bad segue. But a couple. Of course, number one, Ivana Trump. Ex-wife of our f- former president. Yep. Unfortunately, a
1: fall. Falling down the stairs. Massive internal injuries. And I'm
0: going to say this is going to make me sound un like but you have got to be aware of your grandparents, your elderly parents, You have got to make sure their houses, they have guardrails, they have everything they need to move around their house as safely as possible. We see the commercials all the time, and we kind of dismiss them, but the commercials are right. Elderly people are killed by falls more often than anything else. Because it's too hard for them to get around once they get into their 70s and their 80s. <clears throat> so please make sure the elderly people in your life are taken care of in that respect. Because Dave and I eventually, when this podcast wraps up in 50 years, we will be one of those people. Speak for yourself. What, you you, you think you're going to outlive a 100. I said 50 years. I gave you 50 years, and you think 100?
1: Why the hell not? Oh, Jesus. It's sports frenzy 2050, baby. 2070. Damn skippy, baby. I am going to start ripping on Juan Soto, who's still
0: playing at 54 years old once I get my teeth back in.
1: You never know, kids. Healthy living and a clean mind. Uh, you might have the healthy living part. <laughs> <laughs> the other
0: <clears throat> moment of silence I have this week, kind of a bizarre one. Mark Fleischman, who was the owner of Studio 54. Ah. Anybody who remembers the disco era. Like I showed people do. Studio 54, of course, in New York City was the mecca for disco. And debauchery. The thing is, Mark Fleischman went overseas and died of assisted suicide. Oh. Didn't want anything more to do with it. I don't know what kind of pain he was going through. But, uh, yeah, he went overseas and died of assisted suicide.
1: Yikes. Yikes. All right, kids. Uh, Well, I have one kind of off the beaten path. Do you remember the show Soap? Of course I do. Soap was awesome. Billy Crystal. Yep. Richard Mulligan. Rebecca Balding, who had a recurring role as Carol David on the show, has passed away. She was also on Charmed.
0: I hope you talk about the first version of charms yes. and not the yes
1: the first version
0: the pc version that again the cw recently axed because they're getting rid of all the pc garbage that they never should have put on the air in the first place yeah now no, but soap was great yep. soap was
1: awesome it was ahead of its time it was it was big time
0: i now the one thing that i never got was the whole puppet thing that was a little bizarre that was that was a little bit too much
1: yeah that that that's where Robert Guillaume got his role of Benson as yep. the spin-off yep. show which became much more popular
0: right yep yep soap was a great show very funny show yep vastly underrated yep all right moving on moments of silence are done time for our pivot.
1: Heaven to the dumbasses!
0: Dumbasses of the week. Got a few here. Let's start off with Sesame Street, (sighs) or should I say, Sesame Place? Sesame Place. The Sesame Street-based amusement park. Yes. In Philadelphia, where there are claims of racism because Mm -hmm. the character Rosita did not hug two african-american children as they ran a parade here's my question and this is why it really really begs for somebody here to be a dumbass now number one i heard that later on rosita did hug other black children but How do you know, with the big mask and costume on, who the hell is underneath the costume? How do you know it's not a black person? You don't. My question is, how do you start freaking out, claiming racism, before you even know who the hell, number one,
1: was in the costume behind the mask? Now, was it during the parade? Were their children being hugged beforehand? Because I know during the parades and things, they just keep marching on. They don't necessarily always stop. They have the time and place for everything.
0: Part of the misinterpretation is that this Rosita character was waving like she was saying no to the black children as... She walked past when other reports are saying she was waving no to somebody in the crowd. I've heard it could have been somebody who worked at the park wanting something from the character. I've heard it could have been somebody who wanted to take a picture with the character. You do not take pictures of the characters during the parade
1: right, so there's a lot there's a lot of interpretation and you you're not getting the full story in this story so once again everybody jumps
0: to judgment including george floyd's lawyer had to get in this what the hell does he have to do with it because any time he can stir the pot of racism he's gonna do it now Mm. and one of uh kelly roland one of the singers from destiny's child had to jump in on this she hadn't been relevant. By watching, in how long? By watching the fucking video again, not knowing. How about knowing, we do
1: some research not and learn the entire who thing is underneath the costume? How about we delve into more than just the little twenty-second clip that's shown?
0: Again, brilliant words from the conquistador. Do your research. Pause for five or ten minutes before you send out the comment on social media. Let's let's
1: get the full,
0: full story. Sticking with theme parks. The Icon Park in Orlando has shut down the Bullseye Blast because it has been deemed insensitive. The Bullseye Blast involves basically... Riders going up on the wheel, basically a big Ferris wheel.
1: Okay.
0: With laser guns and trying to shoot targets when they got up to the top of the Ferris wheel.
1: What's wrong with that?
0: Again, insensitive. To what? You're promoting people shooting like snipers. I don't know.
1: Oh, come on. I don't know.
0: That's stupid. I, I don't know if one of the things they were shooting at was an image of Nancy Pelosi. I don't know. That's... I would think that would make that the most popular ride in the country. No kidding. But that's just me. Yes, but that's the bullseye stupid. blast got shut down that is because...
1: dumbass central right there. I'm so sick of this crap.
0: You better get used one to it. One has, has
1: got nothing to do with the other. Next
0: thing you know, they're going to shut down the, the fair, one of the the classic fair games
1: shoot the center out of the star or shoot the star out of the center of the right. paper right yep or the water gun to blow up the balloon yep it's
0: those are the next ridiculous. ones ridiculous those are the next ones to go mm. guaranteed guaranteed this one isn't really entertainment it's more kind of just like regular news but i find it so disturbing and disgusting i have to bring it up how the hell does a transgender inmate impregnate two females in a new jersey women's only prison
1: what the fuck is a transgender inmate doing in a female prison to begin with
0: The transgender inmate was in jail for a 30-year manslaughter sentence. Somehow gets put in a women's-only prison, impregnates two females, and then somehow gets to post on their website. They get a website of their own. They're in prison! They're in prison! How do they get access to having their own goddamn website and posting shit on it after they've done this?
1: in jail for 30 years for manslaughter. You have no rights when you're in prison. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Frickin' ridiculous.
0: Sometimes you wonder, you know, you hear stories about homeless people, stories about people who actually want to get arrested so they can get a couple days of free meals, room and board, a bed to sleep in.
1: Yeah, but
0: now you get access to your social media pages, I guess.
1: That is insane. That is dumbass beyond dumbass. And then dumb meanwhile, ass. because you claim you're a woman, but you still got a dong, you knock
0: up a couple women while you're in prison. There are so many things wrong with this story. It's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Like, everything.
0: So finally, last dumbass. Going back to rock and roll. You'll appreciate this, Dave. We've, You know, you and I, we <laughs> are not the biggest Pink Floyd fans in the no. world. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, but Roger Waters thinks he is the shazit. Let me tell you what he said in a Canadian newspaper recently. Roger Waters was not happy about the press coverage in Canada of his current tour. Where? Just so happened within a day or two around when he performed in Canada, Drake and The weekend on separate shows both performed roughly in the same area, and they got more press coverage than he did. Now, you and I are classic rock guys. You know, we are, we're, we're going to go see Skid Row. We're going to go see Motley Crue before we go see Drake in the weekend. But we also are
1: pop culture literate and know that they're very, very popular right now. I would go see Drake or the weekend before I would go see Roger Waters. But again, quote from Roger Waters in this
0: Canadian newspaper talking about how he didn't get enough press coverage for his show compared to Drake and The Weeknd. And this is a direct quote. I am far, far, far more important than any of them will
1: ever be. Oh, you conceited, egotistical dumbass. I mean, Jesus God. Yeah. The stones on the guy. Yeah. Mm.
0: You can you can make your arguments about Pink Floyd and their
1: place in rock history. But that mm, dude, you had your time. You are not there any longer.
0: I mean, far, far, far more important than Drake or The Weeknd. Not anymore, you're not.
1: Sorry, dude.
0: I mean, Jesus god. I think
1: think that earns him a seat on the plane of doom. I think it does, just for absolute stupidity and self-centeredness.
0: I think think what we need to do is lock him in the bathroom, and then we sit there, knock on the door, and go, Hello, is Is there there anybody anybody in there? (laughs) (laughs) Right before the plane goes down! Because that's what we do on Sports Frenzy.
1: Oh, he's the conquistador dave height he's the maestro kevin crane hope you
0: enjoyed the weekend edition
1: we'll be back next week kids review
0: of kansas live in concert
1: the gray man as the movie review and whatever the hell else we come up with
0: that's right devil's train black paisley yep Alter bridge
1: david baldacci's archer novel
0: There you go, kids. Preview of next week. But you enjoy your weekend. Hopefully, we have given you some guidance.
1: Yep. What to get to and what to stay away from. And don't forget the vampires on what we do in the shadows.
0: Yeah, we're off sequence on that. Dave and I are both trying to watch the new season. But I don't want to spoil the episodes for him because I'm one ahead on him.
1: Yeah, so So. we got to get in sync here.
0: And then once we do, we will give you our review. Yep. If you're not watching the vampires Shame on Shame on you. Yep. All right. That's it. We'll talk to you next weekend, kids. Bye-bye.